so now it's a matter of us pulling it all together to light the whole joint and, and putting on what I think will be a brilliant showcase for the sport. Yeah, we'll be honest with ourselves next week, as usual, and say, OK, it's a stonking result, but what could we have done better? Finding that passion for racing again. You know, stop looking at it like my job and, and go back to just doing it because I love racing cars and I love competing and that's really what's changed this year. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. Welcome to Inside Supercars. It's Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. It's our pre-Surface Paradise Gold Coast race event. It's the second round of the Pertec Enduro Cup. And uh, Craig, it's um, certainly been a big weekend with uh, the stewards making a decision on Saturday. Uh, one that I know that a lot of people are Mixed feelings on it's uh, certainly divided the country like a dingo did many years ago. It it certainly had that effect in the motorsport world. I think the dingo uh, crossed all boundaries, didn't it? <laughs> certainly my yes. memory of it anyway. Craig, one of the big news items has been almost overshadowed who actually won Bathurst because it was uh, talk of uh, he should have his race stripped from him was the protest, not the protest, rather the stewards' inquiry into Fabian Coulthard's performance and uh, his slowing late in the race. Um, and the penalty um, is, gee, some say harsh, some say too light, say Garth Sander. But anyway, very interesting. Yeah, a number of teams have been... Uh, well, interesting. A number of teams have been quiet. Their drivers have been outspoken. <laughs> yeah, I... almost like an orchestration, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Like, obviously, last week, uh, we put our show together very early in the week and we celebrated Scott McLaughlin and Alex Premer's victory. Um, that was the decision we made. Um, we didn't have Ryan Story on the show because, as I went to interview him, he had got the news that he was uh, summoned to the stewards' room. And uh, whilst the rest of the team was celebrating the win, and that's probably a good thing, that the team did get that night to celebrate the win together. They all got to share the trophy. They all got to enjoy that moment. Um, because the week they endured after that was, uh, well, probably stressful. And y- you have two of the team off a uh, workshop this week, Tony, so you would have a better feel of how the team's rebounded since that penalty has been announced. And probably a very good idea to get that penalty, penalty announced and 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 the full stewards report in the week preceding Gold Coast and succeeding the Bathurst race, rather than having another week of what was going on. Yeah, look, in many ways, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty unfair on Fabian and Scotty, uh, even Alex and uh, Tony Delberto, because um, the accusations have been thrown around fairly wildly. Um you know, it, these are never sort of great times around any sort of sport to have these things. But I think it's a bit unfair to have had these uh, moments, and I think supercars should have come out a bit earlier in the week and put their position out there. They didn't. They still haven't. They've just let the stewards' findings sort of roll out there. Now, my own view is that uh, it was certainly a team uh, penalty. That's the way it's been read by the stewards. 300 points, 250,000 and 100,000 of that to suspend it until, interestingly, to the end of 21. So <laughs> that's two Bathursts. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> everybody will be looking very closely to see if uh, 
BJR do any sort of thing. Now, there were various components of the on the day that uh, I think Ryan Story's performance late in the in the race uh, wasn't his one his best work, was it? No, no. Let's face it. The steward said we investigated it based on the television coverage and that interview. So, uh, yes, that is. <laughs> if you're thinking to yourself, geez. Ryan is a very good media performer. He had a bad moment. Yeah. One interesting one, of course, was Garth Tander on the RPM show on Channel 10. He felt it was a light penalty, you know, considering commercials, considering all this. Yeah, Lee Holtz said something similar as well. When it happened live, I believe, um, Garth sort of said, oh, that might have helped our cause. And in the race in the live timing sort of thing <laughs> when he was asking Pit Lane when uh, Shane was in the car. So you can't have it both ways, uh, Garth. <laughs> anyway, so um, it, it's certainly been an interesting moment and, uh, oh, you know, let's just move on. Let's get over it and move on to the next one because uh, certainly Scotty was the class of, of, of the uh, whole uh, field and uh, it was a, a race win that he deserved. Um, interesting, uh, you know, DJR didn't, uh, they were unrelenting in the way they went about it. So they certainly uh, hoped that we would win and worked hard to, to get the win, but they never believed it was going to be theirs just by doing uh, turning up. I think that's a fair assessment. Everyone has oh. got an opinion of what happened in the last week, and you can tell what glasses they were wearing, whether they were blue or red basically. Talking about blue or red, well Nissan officially gone at the end of the year. Kelly's down two licences and we have got uh, Kelly's now in a Mustang. So two drivers that came through the Young Lions are now going to be uh, in Ford Mustangs Ford Mustangs now up to, what will it be, eight cars in 2020. Yes, yeah. Half the field, no. <laughs> a third of the field will be... <laughs> a third of the field will be the Fords. So uh, it's never been... Uh, in in the main game, it's never been that way that Fords outnumber the Commodores. But anyway, um, so be it. Um, look, it's terrific to see that Andre kept his seat because um, he has certainly been uh, a speedy, speedy driver. Uh, it was wonderful to see uh, his work. Um, he unfortunately had a... A miscommunication at the end of the race, and so uh, a, a chance there for Nissan to have grabbed. Uh, also, I think Rick was quite in contention for a top five, but wasn't to be. But we'll be looking forward to seeing them uh, roll out a couple of fast Fords uh, in 2020. But yeah, look, we've got a great show, haven't we? Charlie Swerkholt and Mark Winterbottom from Sunday at Bathurst. Brody Kostecki, Sunday night, you spoke to him. Bryce Forward on Saturday when he thought he was the winner and Thomas Randall on Sunday when he was the winner. Um, yeah. They're, they're uh, great interviews, and I'm sure everyone will be interested in it, but since we last spoke, of course, uh, we've seen the grid formalised, or the entrance formalised for supercars in 2020. I can't get my head around saying it's 2020 already. Um, <laughs> however... We can. Yes, indeed. I, it, I think it's good news. 
Tony. The big news is yep. GRM's departure. Yes, indeed. And and with their departure, they've actually uh, resulted in two single-car teams in uh, both uh, Matt Stone and Charlie Fokop both going up to become two-car teams. And that's the interesting thing on the grid now next year, that it's all two or four-car teams. Um, and uh, the model of a two-car team is more and more um, relevant now that... Uh, You've got to have that commercially and also sporting because it's the pit stops are so so important and you've got to have a crew that's um, adept at doing it quickly and, and that's one of the things that Matt Stone and Charlie, I'm sure, will uh, look forward to in next year being able to crew, crew up their boys and have them really working well. So it's likely the grid will be uh, a 24-car grid next year but as I said, they line up 2x2 two two or 4x4 four um, the only one left to confirm, which is around the second of the techno cars, um, so that's uh, going to be an interesting move. I mean, Steve Webb most definitely I spoke to, and uh, he talked about the uh, continuing on of the techno brand. Um, it, interestingly, there's very little of what was the techno winning team left, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of uh, they've got to uh, bring from interstate to take to Sydney. So that's uh, the big news around uh, this week. Uh, settling last Friday was the grid for 2020, as you say, and 23 of the 24 are done with just one or two uh, minor things to be uh, filled up there. Interesting with um, Jason Bright, isn't it, that he had to move or sell his wreck, and it seems like it's going back to... Um, well, it's going back to Brad Jones Racing. Well, yeah, Jack Smith is uh, rather Jack Smith's father. I can't remember. I don't know his name if I ever knew it. Um, he's bought that, but uh, Brad Jones will be running it alongside the Blanchard wreck. Um, so that, uh, yeah, Brad Jones' uh, two customers and then their own two cars for Kim and Brad to run with. Uh, well, we still have to know the makeup of the drivers. That's the next uh, scenario. I have a strong suspicion that uh, uh, Timmy Slade is going to be taking Todd Hazel's position and that uh, I don't know who they're going to be the second driver there at Matt Stone, um, nor do we know who's going to be the second driver at Charlie Schwerkholz because um, there's certainly some good young guys. I mean, the great thing was at Bathurst that uh, James Golding was certainly in contention and he looks just cherry ripe to be... Uh, picked up by somebody, um, as most Gary Rogers drivers have over the years, including Triple Eight pouncing on Jamie Wincup when he became available all those years ago. Interesting, too, that uh, I'm hearing that Charlie Swerkholt's sponsor is going to be DeWalt Tools, which, of course, uh, many motorsport fans would know that DeWalt Tools was the sponsor on Marcus Ambrose NASCAR for many years. And uh, Irwin and DeWalt, they're complementary brands. It'll be interesting to see if that one plays out. Um, I can't remember if there's already a DeWalt logo on the um, Swerkholt Team 18 trailer. I've got a sneaky suspicion I did see one there when uh, I was looking at Tail and Bend after I had heard a rumour of it. Um, Okay. I'll... I'll pull up the photo now to check, because I did take a photo of the trailer uh, to see that they were already on board at Schwerkholz. 
So here it is. All right. And DeWalt, yeah, DeWalt is a minor sponsor of Team 18 currently, and I understand that they're they're possibly going to take the full car of that second car. Speaking of sponsors, it's going to be interesting who Gary's uh, sponsors that being. Well, Pace was already in various places around the paddock, the Brian uh, Boyd uh, Company, um, and that's been a long-time backer of Gary's, and uh, also David Wall. Um, but uh, to see where that team's up. Um, and Valvoline, of course, has been Gary's for 25 or more years. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, Boost, it would appear, may have w- w- worn out their welcome in supercars, and he's heading off to sponsor uh, maybe TCR now. You know, maybe he'll end up staying with uh, Gary and uh, their... Their trouble team this year, their TCR wasn't uh, wasn't really up to the mark of some of the others, but uh, Ash Seawood did a good job with uh, young Dylan O'Keefe. That, that'll be interesting to see the way that pans out. But anyway, that's uh, certainly one of the things. So we'll uh, hear from Gary Rogers and some of the reasons as to why and how, and it's all uh, folding up for the GRM team in supercars. I went to supercars and requested an extension of a week or two to perhaps... Um, put a business plan together where we would stay in the supercar business, but they rejected that, right? The supercar business to me, I do it because I love doing it. It's not a big financial gainer of any kind. We make some money some years, we lose some money some years, but we enjoy it, and I enjoy it because of the people I do it with. Supercars have tried, without success, to curtail the cost. They have not done a good job of that, and you just can't afford to do or certainly we as a team cannot afford to keep doing it the way the rules are currently structured. So we just had to decide what we were going to do. We had a group of people, our staff was here, we really had to make sure we kept their house rolling along. I looked at what the other options were. We got involved in the um, TCR program and through that we also then got involved in the construction of the S5000s. I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed my time at Supercars, I certainly have, and I'm sure that, that everybody here that's been involved just now, but also in the past, has had a good time here and we've done well with it. But um, if you talk about highlights, you know, okay, we've had a couple of what Obviously, every day is a highlight, really. We do something that we enjoy doing. And I think if you can get up in the morning and, and go and do your job, you too, Baz, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and be happy with it, then you should be happy with what you're doing with your life. I think the highlights to me was obviously uh, our Bathurst win in 2000. And then I probably think the Volvo program certainly... That was um, Scotty's lap with Win, uh, Win Cup at Adelaide. But that all created the end of... When Volvo went, that was the end of, of an era. That Volvo situation highlighted to me that we really had the right equipment, the right people, the right premises, and we were able to manoeuvre what we needed to do to get things to work the majority of the time. Not always with great success, but in most cases with good success and being proud of what we did. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck. 
for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Revelle, Tony Whitlock. It's Gold Coast time again, and we're just looking back at uh, Bathurst, and we had some interesting conversations uh, with uh, Charlie Schwerkolt, Mark Winterbond on Team 18, so uh, we'll hear next from them on uh, how their Bathurst went. Welcome to Inside Supercars. I'm here with Charlie Schwerkholt on the Sunday night, Team 18, and his daughter. Your daughter's name is? CJ. DJ, right. C- CJ. CJ, I'm sorry. C for Charlie. C for Charlie. And uh, following a, an excellent strong result, started in the 10, finished in the 10, and that's a terrific result. And seventh is, could have been a little bit better, but it was terrific to see the car come home in one piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, no, look, I don't think safety cars were kind to us, but we pulled it all through, came seventh, and uh, the boys in the team did a great job. Frosty and Richo, awesome drivers. Yep. Um, as I said, it just didn't go quite our way. Um, we planned the strategy as good as you could, jumped from 15th to 5th, which was all planned, hoping to stay in there, but unfortunately we couldn't do that because uh, we all had to pit again. But anyway, it's all not too bad. You had a few extra stops, did you? Yeah, that was all planned yep. to, to keep the fuel up as high as we possibly could to... Um, Use every opportunity. Every opportunity, so yep. we only had to short fill right at the end of the last minute. Okay. Now, one thing, there's obviously been some news that came out during the week about Techno. Um, uh, and obviously Techno will be leaving you as a single car team mm-hmm. to leave you sort of almost there on your pack alone. Yep. Um, it's a very difficult world for being a single car team owner in this sort of category. Um do you see that as what you're going to continue to do? I'm not really sure. I've got to look at all my plans. I look, supercars is a two-car model. Yep. That's the way it's designed. It's got a boom for two cars. Yep. So the ideal model is to have a two-car team. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at all those uh, opportunities at They're the moment. They're on the table at the moment. They're all too. on the table to have yep. a look at that, see if it financially stacks up. And if it does, I'll go that way. If it okay. doesn't, I can't. But at this stage, I'm working really hard to see if it's a possibility to do that. Interesting that uh, Techno, I mean, obviously uh, Jono and James Courtney both come from Sydney. You've been a long time, in fact, Courtney fan and, yep. and friend and won a championship together. Yep. Um, was there ever a chance that you could have been the team that stepped up to move to Sydney? We had a look at the opportunity, but it didn't really suit my um, my uh, my world. I, my team's based at Waverley Forklifts in Melbourne, and it's great that I can have a forklift meeting and also a supercar meeting of yeah. my team. So okay. it just works out great that way, and that's the way I, my life lives. If I've got to be out somewhere in Sydney, I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere, and I've got, I've got 150-odd staff, and, and at, at all, you need the resources all together. I mean, your Forklift Empire is very spread out, though, isn't it's it? National, I mean, it's yeah, a national yeah, business, yeah, fully yeah. national business, rent forklifts, thousands of forklifts that we yes, rent out. Yes, that's what I'm aware of, and, yeah. but it's based... In Sydney, but you have outlets in everywhere. I have outlets in every state. A big operation in Sydney, in Smithfield, big one in Melbourne, big one yep. in Brisbane and, yeah. and Adelaide. So, okay. so yes, yeah, so we, we, we do all that, but it doesn't suit me to be in Sydney. So I had a quick look, but no, that doesn't suit me. I remember some years ago, actually, I don't know if it was a conversation with you, but somebody actually said to me about forklift sales or rentals are one of the measures of an economy. 
that is correct. We see how things are early in the day. And, yeah. and um, Are people moving things? They are moving things at the moment. It's a bit tough out there at the moment. Um, but we're working through things. Yeah, the economy's a bit slow and it's a bit off. Some states are better than others. Melbourne's pretty good at the moment. Sydney's yeah. a little tough, but but um, we're working through things. But, yes, we see things first. Yeah, OK. Now, the other thing that's happened is uh, recently... The rules for 2021 have changed now, gone out to 2022, as in a new car. Yes. Um, there's some talk, and I only heard it recently, in fact, uh, the company you do a lot of business with is Toyota, talk of them on the interested again, or maybe coming into supercars. Right, OK. Um, which is interesting that that should happen. Um, they would probably like to have a high-profile team in Sydney because that would suit their you know, sort of profile. I'm not sure if you know where Sydney's head off. Uh, sorry, Toyota's head office is. Yeah, I know it's in Melbourne, but Bertie Street, yeah. Port Melbourne. Yes, so I know. I know. I don't I've... think Sydney's got anything to do with it. Yeah, okay. Well, it's just the market in itself. Not that I know so of, anyway. No, the, the market itself, sort of thing, is a fair amount of uh, presence in the city. Melbourne's here. still a pretty big city. Yeah, I agree. And I live so there. I choose to live there. There you go. So yeah. Toyota's head office is uh, Bertie Street, Port Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'll look forward to a conversation at the Gold Coast when plans for next year become a little bit plainer. Hopefully we'll have a better idea when we get closer to the Gold Coast Indeed. and, uh, and uh, see, see where it all goes. Yep, and I'm uh, really pleased to see the band you got back together really did well today. Thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate it. Well, Mark Winterbottom, 12 trips through pit lane, a lap down, and still inside the top ten from memory. Yeah, we, um, we had an interesting day, um, but... The guys did a really good job. Like I'm, I'm really proud of the team. That fundamentally the pit stops went well, and um, yeah, 12 pit stops. It's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on the guys, but they um, they did an amazing job. So um, really cool. If we had a bit more pace, we could have actually had a good crack at the end. We just weren't quick enough. So um, straight car, um, top 10 at Bathurst is a good is a good result, and. Uh, you know, I think we executed quite well today. So, yeah, really pretty happy. But um, you hate seeing the leaders literally 10 metres ahead of you and they drive away. You haven't got enough to get with them. So um, it's part of our journey, part of our evolution, and we'll um, just keep trying to get better. Well, more co-driver races, of course, with Sandown not being before this race. It comes on the back of Gold Coast. Do you think that had helped or hindered anyone this weekend? Um, not really. It's just the the fundamentals, like the driver changes and all that sort of stuff that you're normally on top of. But you know, Sunday morning you're still trying to belt out um, driver change practice and stuff like that. So it changes that. Um, you know, the caliper changes and the, uh, the brake rotor change and all those sort of things probably uh, are a little bit. Um, I guess when you go into enduro mode, you're ready for it when you come here. But um, but you know, every <laughs> the results didn't change. You know the the, the guys got on it even the what you'd call co-drivers which they're not they're um they were fast you know they they didn't suffer at all so strange to win like to go into Bathurst now go to two more enduros but um they handled it well so well, I don't think it made much difference you're happy though that it'll be a 500 tail and bend before this one next year well I don't know like I, I don't know if tail and bend's the place to be honest um I really enjoy sand down it's 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 what I grew up watching, it's what I grew up racing. Um, change is sometimes good, but um, yeah, the, the race there is going to be a long 500k, so we'll see, we'll, we'll try it before we knock it, but um, I am a bit of a traditionalist and I do like Sandown, so um, it'd be a shame not to go, not to go there. 
finally, when we look at the, this year's Bathurst, was there a feeling, because the championship was so far away, that there was more teams that were willing to do anything because it really wasn't going to hurt them winning the championship? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, you know, the it comes down to that last lap safety car. Like, that was pretty crazy to think that they could pull that safety car out and then putter around at 40k an hour just to create some sort of spectacle at the end so um but you know they're they're unstoppable the Penske guys at the moment they're um ridiculously quick um but you know when you look at it I think the two guys that missed out were Cam and Chaz they could have had a crack so um and having been so close to them to have seen them run into each other so many times this year and then of course on the biggest stage do you sit there and just go, boys? Yeah, it's um, it's happened. I think three years in a row here. So, um, you know, they'll address it, I'm sure. But um, I think you know there, there was guys like that who were having a big crack. Um, you know, if you've got a championship, maybe you, you don't do that sort of stuff. But um, but you know, McLaughlin, Van Giers, at the end, you can't just magically do something stupid and take someone out. That it doesn't work that way. Um, so, but it was more those little ones in the mid pack that that happened um that probably if they had a championship they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't have done those things so um but the front i don't think it changed mclaughlin wanted to win it van giz wanted to win it um one car was quicker than the other and that's that's how it's set what about aero wash off the back of the mustangs did you experience much of that um yeah they're, they're pretty quick but anyway it is what it is um we we weren't as quick as the triple eight cars and stuff in the same equipment so um or, you know, the same aero package. So, you know, they, they were quick. Um, the Mustangs were ridiculously quick. But so is the Nissan. I think that Nissan's actually a bit of a smoky. It's um, it's a really quick car. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll keep working. But unless you're the fastest Commodore, you don't complain. So um, we'll still keep working and try and get quicker. Well, all the best. Trying to grab a surfboard in two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll be trying. Cheers. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to have, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. I'm from the Cool Drive Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock and our post-Bathurst, pre-Gold Coast uh, show. Um, we've got coming up now Brody Kostecki. Now, it was uh, after the race on Sunday, talking about his carbon dioxide uh, potential poisoning and the problems he had on the day. Interestingly, it's the second time that's happened this year because Abby Eaton was similarly um, poisoned, shall we say, gassed um, at Adelaide. And uh, I think there should be far more inquiries going into this situation because in both cases they were installation problems. The crew not picking up that something had been done incorrectly. Both of them potentially could have been uh, disastrous and, and fatal. Um, in the case of uh, Abby, it was only the fact that her head flopped forward that disconnected the pipe so that when she came to a stop and they were able to help her out of the car. So I think that's dreadful stuff. So Brady talks about that 
And we've also got Bryce Forward and Tom Randall talking about the Saturday Super 2 race. Yeah, it was an interesting start. Um, you know, I was feeling good coming to the race. We obviously had the 20-minute warm-up in the morning and I felt like we made some pretty good gains with our car. Um, and, you know, I was just pumped, ready to get into the race and did our uh, warm-up lap and come in, sat on the grid, did the old na- national anthem, you know, all, all, all the fun stuff. And you were actually late getting for the driver parade too. You just got yes, there in yep, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I but you made it. it. Yeah, I did, so... And, um, yeah, jumped in the car, getting ready for the um, install lap for the race. And, you know, they chucked dry ice and stuff in. And um, I went to flick my helmet on going into turn two. And, um, yeah, I just I started going downhill from there. Um, my eyes started burning and all of a sudden I just couldn't breathe. So it was a bit of a scary feeling, not really knowing what was going on. And I was very delirious of everything that was going on around me. Everything was very blurry. So um, And I got to the point where I started to black out. So... Uh, I just pulled the car over and got out, and straight away, um, you know, the sky was blue again, and you know, all the all the all, all the crowd looked like crowd again. So, um, when did you turn the fan off? I turned the fan off probably out of turn four, turn five, and actually removed the helmet air going into Skyline. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the cabin was just so full of uh, right. carbon dioxide that there was just nothing I could really do apart from open all the doors and try. Okay. You know, try to so you came back out. to the medical centre. They check you over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, the medical staff were absolutely fantastic. They they, they took me back straight away, um, and I made sure I got back in a hurry, um, just not knowing what was going to happen. And even if the car wasn't going to start, I just wanted to get back straight away and just get on some oxygen. And um, yeah, they, they did did some extensive checks, and I did a scat test, uh, which is pretty much a concussion test, yep. uh, just to make sure that you know I was completely with it. So. And I passed up with flying colours um, after about sitting there for 10 minutes. So, so medical officer then gave you the okay Yeah, to so, so then I got the old clear and um, supercars just requested that Jake did a double stint just to give me enough time to sort of settle back down and just to make sure yeah. that nothing would come up later on. So, yeah, Jake did a great job um, in his first in his first double stint. And um, then I jumped into my double stint and I was extremely happy with the car. Um, yeah, the balance was pretty good and made some good headway. So... And then, um, yeah, we just sort of had a bit of a rough patch from there. Okay. Um, The car ended um, hitting the wall. Uh, Slight mistake? Yeah, it was just a slight mistake at the tree. Um, Jake just committed to the tree a little bit early and bounced off the curb and it just flung the car sideways. So uh, it was quite a shame. We've actually had a really rough weekend. Um, We've just really been taking punches all weekend. So uh, it was kind of sad to sort of... um, not, not to be able to finish, uh, you know, the full race distance, but all in all, we're still proud of, you know, the whole effort and also Boost Mobile for coming on board and uh, and just supporting us as a team and us as a family. So, yeah, yeah it was good. All right. Okay, so back to the workshop, which is in Yatler, is it? Or? Uh, it's close to Yatler. It's in yeah. Meadowbrook, so yeah. um, it's only about 10-minute driving distance from Yatler. So. Okay, so uh, track will be back by tomorrow night, and uh, it's... Off, up the spanners and get two. You got some tubes to replace and things like that. Yeah, there's quite a lot to replace on the car, so we've just been analysing all the damage, and um, it looks looks pretty serious at the moment. So we just have to get get it back to the workshop and see how far we get. So um, yeah, the, the goal is to race Gold Coast, so we'll try our best to make it. Okay. Was there anything going to be changing in your scenario for the Gold Coast, or it was just going to be the two of you fronting up again, and you know? No, no changes at this time. Um, it'll, it'll just be Jake and I. So, yep. um, yeah, we just pretty much just have to get the car back and go from there. And, of course, you and Jake, neither of you competed before at the Gold Coast track. 
you at least had done a, a Super 2 race here, so the track was part of your learning curve, now you've got another one to learn. Yeah, it's going to be a very steep learning curve at Gold Coast, but um, I seem to be be more confident on street circuits, they sort of suit my style, so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I was really looking forward to it, so hopefully we can make it. Now I know a little bit about your racing history in, in the States, just give us some idea of how long you were competing over there. Yeah, yeah, I started competing in America in the uh, USAC Championship, which is an open wheel uh, speed car on dirt and pavement in 2011, and um, won a couple of titles over there, and you know won the American Championship, and then um, stepped up to NASCAR late models from there, and uh, won a whole bunch of races, and and then um, tried tried to stack it into the K and N E series, which is the equivalent to. You know the Super Two series here, yep. and um, yeah, it did pretty well. Um, struggled a little bit, just had a bit of bad luck, and yeah, and then uh, decided to come back home. And two years later, I was racing Super Two again. Right. Okay. Well, the one thing that was obvious, and now you would have seen it, is you've already collected a few fans along the way. They were here at the garage regularly, looking at you and coming get your signature. That would please you very much. Yeah, it was great. We had so many supporters across the whole weekend, and um, even I even got to sort of check. Check my Facebook and Instagram after um, <laughs> after I was in the medical centre, and there was you know so much support from all the fans, and um, yeah, just even not my fans, just general fans and of the sport. So um, it was great to see that you know our our team had so much support for the weekend, and yeah, we can't appreciate all you know all the fans enough. All right, well, thanks, Brody Kosicki. We look forward to seeing you on the streets of the Gold Coast. No thank worries, you. thank you. Now, Tony Bryce Forward, I caught up with him at the end of the press conference on Saturday. And this interview that you'll hear is with Bryce after he thought he was the winner. Now, Tony, interesting, before we go to Thomas Randall, who we both spoke to on Sunday when he found out he was the winner of the Super 2 race, is that the penalty that Bryce Forward received was for being too quick through a yellow flag zone. Isn't it fascinating... (laughs) that on Saturday a driver could go through a yellow flag zone and be the reason for the penalty. On Sunday, a driver slowing down excessively through a yellow flag zone, albeit under safety car, he uh, doesn't. Uh, Well, he receives the penalty. And the two drivers that maintained what was effectively race pace didn't get penalised. It's a a vagary of the safety car rule. That's all we can put it down to, and, and which is one of the reasons why they pre- uh, introduced in Formula One the uh, virtual safety car to slow the field down and to get them operating it. And you know, there's certainly a sound reasoning as to why they should have it, if not at Bathurst in particular, the two safety car rule, whereby you have the two cars operating with the field at different uh, places on the track. So that's certainly something that. Uh, I'm sure will be being considered by some in power. All right, so after the break, a final thought. Final thought. Bryce Forward, and congratulations for victory at the Mountain and just continuing your run through 2019. Yeah, look, absolutely. It's been a fantastic year for us. Um, you know, we've, we've got quite a lot of trophies in the cabinet this year, which has been absolutely awesome. Um, you know, obviously the MW Motorsport, Midi's Ultima has been absolutely on fire, especially this weekend, but, uh, you know, this year so far. So... Look, it's all going really, really well. Um, you know, it's almost a dream for me at the moment. What has it been about this year that's clicked for you? What have you done in the off-season that has mentally prepared you for what you needed to get to and achieve? 
To be honest with you, um, you know, people think I probably learned how to drive overnight, but when I went back home to Darwin, I was there for four weeks. Um, I've got a project car there, and I worked all day, um, all day and night, basically on that car, bar three, which was Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and the following. Um, I did absolutely nothing to do with racing. I didn't change one thing. Um, you know, I certainly didn't learn how to drive. You know, I, I sort of always knew how to do it, but it's just hard to get the right people and the right equipment under you, and that's definitely what we've done this year. And now you're approaching each race meeting with that mental set that you're a contender. Yeah, look, um, you know, I think you always have to believe in, in why you're here in the first place and, and what you believe in. Um, you know, I think, you know, I've got a lot of confidence in the boys and, um, you know, a lot of support in, in middies and all my supporters behind me. So I don't feel like there's much that can stop us. Um, there's definitely a lot of stiff competition, though. I'm, I'm well aware of that. And, uh, you know, the only place we can fall is down. And, and that's why I'm just I'm still digging. Interestingly, with the championship, though, it's Sandown and then Newcastle, where previously you've had that long wait to get back in the car after Bathurst to go to Newcastle. So there's still a few points on the line, but you're in such a a solid position. Yeah, exactly right. Obviously, two rounds to go and a lot can happen. So 600 points up for grabs there um, for those two weekends. So still lots and lots of points out there and available. um, And, you know, we need to make sure that we're there to to, to maximise and get as many as we can. Absolutely. Well, we wish you all the best at Sandown and uh, congratulations on a fantastic Bathurst weekend in the Dunlop Super 2s. No problems, thanks a lot. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. We're here, middle race, and we had the opportunity to grab Tom Randall, who's finished his stint today, 55 laps in the car number five. So, tell us what running in green and black, eh? Yeah, look, it was really cool. Uh, I mean, I had the 41 lap stint yesterday in the Super 2, so, yeah, made sure I had a good sleep, and then... Uh, when I hopped in the car, I was informed that our cool suit wasn't working, so that was that was a bit annoying, uh, considering I was wearing the cool suit. So, yeah, about 20 laps in, I was feeling the heat, and uh, I didn't realise that I did about 42 or 43 laps. And then, yeah, got out of the car and got back in about 15 or 20 laps later, and then, uh, yeah, completed the rest of the laps. And it was just, it just so happened that the safety car came out when I'd completed 54. So then when I finished that lap and crossed the pits I did 55 and then yeah that was uh yeah my day done so just wrapped it uh kept the car in one piece and I think we were relatively quick um for my first for my first co-drive here I mean first stint I was battling there with with Yulden and Brown and the second stint uh with Pither and with Simona so just yeah kept it on track and see what happens to the rest of the race. Did you have to do a lot of recovery work in that short break or there was no time to uh do much recovery? Uh yeah I actually I actually had a, a quick shower, full cold shower for about 20 seconds because I was feeling pretty secondhand. Um, and then after that, I felt brand new. So, yeah, I was I was fine in that in the car in the second stint. Um, and uh, yeah, now hopefully Lee can bring it home. I'm not sure how how hot it's going to get for him, but he's got another 50 laps or something to go. So hopefully he can survive. I'm sure he will. But if not, I'll be I'll be ready to go anyway. So it's going to be uh, yeah an interesting end to the to the race. So we've had yeah. There was a bit of a break there with no safety car, and now we've had a couple, so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens to the rest of the race. What was it like for you, this experience, first main game outing, and it's at the biggest race? Oh, I mean, it was pretty spectacular. It's a dream come true, really. The the fans just over the top, it's just, you can't see any grass or any or the ground. It's just covered with, with people, and yeah, to be in the... 200,000 people. 200,000, wow, yeah, I mean, even when I was on the grid, unfortunately I didn't get to start, but yeah, it was just packed, so just got to thank everyone for coming out, I mean, it's it's awesome, I mean, that's that's what we race for, you know, we race for the fans, and 
um, yeah, just nice that uh, all the Bottolo fans were, were in support as well. And uh, yeah, happy that I brought the car home in one piece. Now, we'll talk about your Super 2 win in a few minutes. First of all, though, I want to talk about you've done two Super 2 races as compared now with done a stint or a number of stints in the main game here. It's very different, isn't it? The two cars? Yeah, between, not the cars so much, being racing out there. The guys you're racing against here today as compared with those you raced yesterday. Yeah, the calipers are a lot higher in, in, in the main game. Uh, I mean, there still are some strong competitors in Super 2. Bryce is, I'm, I'm not yeah, suggesting <laughs> Bryce is no fool. And Kurt's are obviously really quick as well. So I think just the depth isn't there in Super 2 at the moment. That's one of the things this year is so strong. The whole field, I mean, I don't believe there's ever been a stronger field in the main game here. It's the depth of the co-drivers. You know, when you have to go down and you look the number of blokes who've done it full time and you're against them sort of thing. That's that's great for your education. Did you feel that that stint yesterday when you were following Ash Walsh, did that help you for today? Oh, absolutely, because it made me understand what it's going to be like to follow really in a concrete canyon with a car directly in front of you and to experience that aero wash because through the grate, you don't really feel it on the way in, but on the way out, you get it. So you've got to be prepared for that. If you try and carry too much, you'll get aero wash and you can be in the fence. But it was good to, to have that experience yesterday because I was basically on his gearbox for 19 or 20 laps. Um, and today, yeah, I was on the gearbox for a lot of cars. I didn't actually, I don't think I made many passes, but Luke uh, Yildon made a mistake in front of me in the first stint. Um, so, yeah, and then we had, unfortunately, that airbox fire. Only 20 starts here. Only 20, yeah. 20. I've had one. <laughs> so, uh, but no, my, my pit stops were, were, all, were all clean. Um, got in the car fine bef- before the fuel uh, came out. So that was, I was happy with that. Uh, just a shame about the airbox fire on the way in the pit lane, I think so we were. the one that happened at Taylor Mend? Um, well, we'll have to have a look, but I believe so. I might have used too much throttle percentage on the way in. So that cost us some time, but at the end of the day, well, it wasn't the end of the world. No. And then I think Lee in his, in our final driver change, I think they had trouble with the driver net. So it's it's one of those races where the, there's 25 people who lose it and there's one guy who wins it. You know, it's a race that you lose, not win. So... It'll be about minimising mistakes from here on in. What's it feel like to have won a race at Bathurst, and particularly in the circumstances? Well, it it doesn't feel the same way it would feel if I crossed the line first. Um, I mean, Bryce did deserve the win. He he was pretty convincing there. But, you know, it's it's the tables have turned, really. I mean, at Townsville, it was a role reversal where I won the race, and got stripped of a very similar thing with the safety car restart, yellow flags, and uh, I was uh, relegated to pretty much last, where he was only relegated to second. So uh, I guess he lucked out a little bit there. But, yeah, I mean, there there definitely were yellow flags. And, uh, I mean, if I was him, I probably would have just cruised home knowing I had a 13-and-a-half-second lead. But uh, we all make mistakes, and I'm sure he probably won't do it again. So, But to, to have a win at Bathurst and being in the 250k Mini Enduro. I think it's the first win for Tickford in the Mini Enduro as well. So that's pretty awesome. And the first one for, for my engineer, Pato. And also, it's just great for the boys because I, I put that car in the fence in practice too. And when I hopped out, I, I saw the car and I didn't think that would be out for qualifying or let alone the, the race. I thought it would be putting in the truck. So very, very awesome turnaround. One of the big part of the turnaround, of course, is coming out of Adelaide where you were 11th in the point score and now you're sec- second with a, a possibility, a chance. 
uh, of a uh, championship, but obviously you could uh, retain second place. Uh, 350 points uh, deficit? <laughs> yeah, it's more than a round. He would need to not rock up, and I need to score max points to head into Newcastle 50 points behind. So it's uh, near yeah. impossible, okay. but even if we can finish second, that would be fantastic, considering how the year's been. And then, you know, that includes the, the penalties at Townsville. If you get rid of those and you get rid of what happened at Adelaide, we probably would have been in with a, with a red-hot shot. I mean, the last the last two rounds at Townsville, effective race win. Ipswich, a race win. Should have been a race win in the second race, but had an airbox fire and come here with a race win. So, uh, yeah, just want to get more pole positions now. That That's the, that's the next target. Okay. Tickford are well known for their, their team-building exercises coming into Bathurst, which... It seems like over the last couple of years that's changed a little bit in their philosophy. But this year they put all of you drivers together in the one house. How did how did that you know uh, how did that uh, Big Brother experience go? That was good fun. Uh, we just didn't have Cam and Lee because they sat at the track. But now we were all watching TV uh, like every night, and uh, yeah, we're all sitting there with cups of tea, and it was uh, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, we're actually staying there again tonight. Um, for our final night, and then Lee and I will be heading back to back to Melbourne tomorrow. Unless you have to go to Sydney, of course. Well, <laughs> unless you have to go to Sydney, that would not be a bad thing. So, you cope with that. I, I definitely cope with that, and I'm pretty sure Lee would as well. So, um, it would be a big night tonight if uh, if that happened. But yeah, we'll see how we go. At least we're in the race with a, with a straight car, and anything's anything's possible, Bathurst. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Thomas Randall. You can go back and uh, finish watching the last 20 or 30 laps or maybe more. Thank you. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Welcome to Inside Supercars, this is Ryan Storey from DJR Team Penske. Enjoy the show. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.